Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Well, thank you for victory, Father. God, nothing is impossible. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Thank you for victory this morning. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm just going to obey the Lord right now. We have all morning, so why stop now, right? Some of you, this is weird. This is different. Some of you, you've never been a part of a service like this where God just comes in and wrecks the whole thing. <laughs> but this is what church should look like. Wednesday night, as we begin to worship, Wednesday night, the very glory and presence of God began to come in the room. And I stood over there crying the entire service as pastor preached for about 20 minutes he preached on the tabernacle and and I was over here and God was giving me an encounter with him that something like I'd never felt probably in my whole life before and I'm standing there bawling and crying and feeling the very power of God and then after service I'm so drunk in the spirit that I come off the altar and I sit right there and I just sit there and I put on worship music and we sit there and that presence just is heavy over this, this room. And then we come in Thursday night for men's meeting and I'm not coming up here to, to sing a song yet. I'm not coming up here to do anything but all I came up to, uh, to the altar to do was to turn the keyboard on and make sure it was working. And I pressed one note on the keyboard and when I pressed it immediately I felt what I felt on Wednesday night I felt that same presence that same power that same glory in this room and I text pastor and I text Corey and I said I just hit one note on the keyboard and he was here one note and I said God is about to turn this thing God is about to take this thing to a new level. And that's what we're witnessing this morning. God is taking this thing to a new level. And if you're looking for normal, you're not going to find it here. Because God is going to come in and he's going to wreck what we thought was normal. And he's going to heal bodies. 
He's going to heal blinded eyes. He's going to raise people up from the dead. He's going to heal cancer. He's going to... This is a church of His presence. And what He says do, we do. So you may come in here next Sunday expecting normal, but I just come to say, for me and my house, I don't want normal anymore. I don't want three songs and an offering and another song and a 20-minute message and, a, and, a, and people coming to the altars for five minutes and then leaving and nobody gets saved, nobody gets delivered, nobody gets set free. I'm tired of church that way. The Bible says that signs and wonders shall follow after me. Right? So the signs and wonders must be available in the house of God where he is. Where we allow him to move and do what only he can do. Amen? I'm not going to preach long, I promise. I'm I'm just going to hit a couple points that Ashley didn't already preach. (laughs) You see the screen right there? You see the screen? What's it say? It is possible. What's the whole service been about? Moving mountains that seem impossible. God knows what he is doing. God knows what he is doing. You didn't even know what I was preaching this morning. She didn't, we didn't even talk. I went in the front room last night and I opened up my Bible and began to read and she went to the bedroom to fold some laundry and I fell asleep praying on the couch. So we hadn't talked all night long. She didn't know what I was preaching, what my message was, what my title was. And then we come in and worship turns into nothing is impossible. And she gets up and testifies and and preaches the message, basically. That's what God can do. God can take you out of your comfort zone in 2.5 seconds and do miraculous things that you didn't even know was possible. But guess what? It is possible. Look at your neighbor and say, it is possible. Come on, welcome somebody to the house of God this morning. Welcome, turn around and welcome your neighbor. I'm not going to preach long. Like I said, we, we are. And if I do preach long, well, be mad at Jesus, not me. <laughs> He's fine. He can stay there. He's fine. He can stay there. Mike, I believe healing for your leg in the name of Jesus. It's possible. Amen. Real quick, give our online viewers a hand. We have reached over 100,000 people online uh, this year. Over 100,000 people we have, you have reached through your giving and through your obedience to God. Amen. At the end of the service, we are going to take up regular offering, and then pastor wants us to take up a camp offering. So, If you want to give to one of those, we'll do that at the end of service. Uh, There will be no midweek service this Wednesday. No Wednesday night service. The whole team will be at camp. So, yes. The ones not going to camp are going to meet at the church and do Bible study, I guess. Uh, I didn't know anything about that, but okay. They just did it today. So, if you want to come and do Bible study... With those not going to camp, please come and help support that. But normal service will not be here. I won't be here. Jim won't be here. None of the worship team will be here except for Tim, I believe. 
Um, so, 6.30, Bible study on Wednesday night. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 17. I think I hit all the, all the announcements. I'm not used to that stuff. Pastor is with Tatum. She had a state finals ball game or something like that. I don't know. I don't listen, watch, talk about sports. So that's just not me. But Matthew 17. Matthew 17. One more time, look at your neighbor, neighbor and say, it is possible. It is possible. Corey, it's possible. How early was your baby born? Eight months, eight weeks early. Baby born eight weeks early and it's coming home this week. Come on. Come on. It's possible. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter James and John, his brother, led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like a sun. His clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, arise, do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus. I'm going to stop right there for just a second. When they lifted up their eyes, they seen no one but Jesus. Peter, on the mountain of transfiguration, he was on the mountain with Jesus. And all of a sudden, Elijah and Moses came down onto the mountain, appeared before them. And Peter, being Peter, Peter, lying, cheating, cussing, ear chopping off Peter that's what he was you can read it in the Bible Peter being good old Peter said let me build for you a tabernacle or a, or a place here on this mountain we must be careful in the church of God that we don't get so busy building a tabernacle that we miss who we're in the presence of that went over some of y'all's head. We must be careful in the church of God, this church, and all the churches around the world. We must be careful that we don't get so wrapped up in building our own churches and our own kingdoms and our own schedule and our own plan and our what we, we want that we miss that Jesus is in the room. Our focus should never be the building. Our focus should never be the lights. Our focus should never be the chairs. Our focus should never be anything outside of getting into the presence of God. Jesus is what we need. Everything else we can do away with. 
We can do away with the building. We can do away with the sound system. We can do away with the Facebook page. We can do away with it all. As long as Jesus is in the room, nothing else matters. This morning, why why did why did service go like it was Wednesday? Why did service go like it, it was going? It's because you came with an expectancy that God was about to do something. Your expectancy shows allows God to come in and do what he wants to do. But if you come in and you're expecting normal, you get what? You come in and you're expecting normal, what do you get, Jim? You get normal. But if you come in expecting miracles, what do you reap? Miracles. You come in expecting a move of God, what do you get? A move of God. Peter was wanting to build Jesus something that Jesus didn't need. Woo. We have to be careful we don't build stuff Jesus doesn't want any part of. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the way Jesus talks to me, how he gives it to me. I know that's hard sometimes. But the Bible says that while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, it is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And when the disciples heard it, some of you need to open up your ears and begin to hear what God is saying to you. Not only hear it, but obey it. Some of you, God is speaking to you to step out and do something he's called you to do. And you're sitting back in your seat and you're saying, God, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not not pretty enough I can't talk well enough I can't sing well enough and God's telling you I don't care what you think about yourself I care what I called you to do and if he called you to do he's going to make a way in order for you to do it whether you talk right whether you whether you sing all the notes right whether you preach right whether you uh, uh give right I don't know what God's calling you to do that was free that went in the notes I don't have notes I lied I'm sorry Y'all can laugh, huh? No? Okay. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they see no one but Jesus. They see no one but Jesus. Mackenzie put this on Facebook this morning. We got a fellow on this side. Has all this stuff. New car, new clothes, exotic holidays, shiny new things, more stuff. More stuff. More stuff. Useless stuff. Then we have this guy who has Jesus. Is that all you need? if it's not there's issue right Corey if Jesus is not all you need there is something wrong and you have to correct it the Bible says that they looked up and they see nothing but Jesus oh that we would be a church that sees nothing but Jesus that longs for nothing but Jesus that desires nothing but Jesus I'm getting to my point. I'll keep reading. Let's skip down to verse 14. 
And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and cast it out of him. And the child was cured that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Why could we not cast it out? Why could we not see healing? Why could we not see a move of God? Why can't we? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have the faith, If you have the faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. I just caught that. See, I've preached this a thousand times, but I've preached it. I'm just going to come down here. Is that all right? I preached it a thousand times, but I've never seen that until just now. That nothing will be impossible for who? For me. Why? Because of faith. Because I have faith in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who called me, who sent me. It is possible. It is possible. Amen. We have this boy. I told you I'm just going to hit a couple things. I'm not even preaching the whole message. but We have this boy who is being attacked by a demon. And the Bible says that, uh, I believe the King James says that he was a lunatic. Can you put that scripture back up, Jenny? That, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed and oftentimes falls into the fire and oftentimes falls into the water. We have this boy, he he falls into the fire one day and the water the next. What What is fire? Fire in the Bible represents two things. One, it can represent sin. It can represent hell. It can represent a place that, that is, is not, uh, not a very good place. But fire can also represent the spirit of God. The, the fire can also represent, the Bible says in Leviticus, Leviticus 6 and 13, it says that the fire shall always, should always be burning on the altar. Pastor preached about it on uh, Wednesday night. He preached that the fire was always burning on the altar. There's a fire on each and every one of you. And sometimes, uh, sometimes if we're not careful, we're weary with our fire. One day we're over here and we're on fire. And then the next day we're over here and we're in water. Huh? What does water represent? Water represents normalcy. 
Water represents normalcy. So one day I'm on fire. I'm preaching. I'm singing. I'm I'm testifying. I'm telling people how good God is. I'm telling God that hey, you know God's just been so good to me. I I feel him. And the next day we're sick, and we come over here and into normalcy. I preached it one way. I preached preached it this way once before. I said, don't be wishy-washy in your faith. Some of us need to be solid on our foundation. God didn't call us to be wishy-washy where we're up and then we're down and then we're up and then we're down and then we're up and then we're down. God called us to be solid. He called us to be on fire. The Bible says that I'd rather you be hot or cold than to be lukewarm. Because when you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. God would rather you be completely on fire for him or completely in sin than to ride the fence. If we're going to this next level, God's calling us to some of you that are riding the fence, it's time to get off the fence. The things that God wants to do in this place, the things that God wants to do through you, and through you, and through you, you're not going to be able to ride the fence anymore. That word lunatic in the Greek can be translated moonstruck. Moonstruck. You can go home and look it up. What, what does the moon do? What does the moon do, Corey? Do you know? Provides night at light, Right? But the moon has no light in itself. The moon reflects the light of the sun. The boy was moonstruck. What does God call us to do? We are not the light, but we are reflectors of the light. The sun, the sun was moonstruck. Some of you in this house are moonstruck. You're so wrapped up in your favorite person. You're so wrapped up in your favorite preacher. You're so wrapped up in your favorite worship team. You're so wrapped up on your favorite song that you can't even realize that you're attracted to the one reflecting the light, not the light itself. If we're going to this next level, we must be obsessed about the light himself and not be moonstruck by other people. Some days you're ready to do your calling. Next day you're gossiping. I know this is hard. Some days you're on the worship team, ready to sing the house down. Next time you stubbed your toe in the morning, can't make it to practice. Sorry. <laughs> One day you're, I, I'm not saying any of this to offend anybody, I promise. I'm the worship leader. You can come talk to me later. But one day, you're telling pastor how good he preached, how awesome he was. And then the next day, I can't believe pastor does this this way. I don't understand why we can't just do it my way. Oh, I know this is hard this morning, but, but this is what God gave me. So, so when will we make up our minds? that we're not going to ride the fence and be this way one day and this way another day. We're going to stay in the fire. We're going to stay in his word. We're going to stay doing what he called us to do. We're going to do everything we can to stay in the fire. Why? Because the fire on the inside of us, just like Leviticus says, needs to be always burning. The fire shall never go out.
And if the fire goes out, there's something wrong. Amen. Let's go to the next verse there, Jenny. And I brought him to the disciples, and they could not cure him. Go again. Then Jesus answered to them and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. I could say that some of you got a devil that's causing you to go back and forth, but I'll skip over that one for now. Rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples and to Jesus and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say it unto you, if you have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to the mountain, remove henceforth to yonder place. What about that King James Version vernacular? Remove henceforth to yonder place. Be ye moved in the name of Jesus, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So at the beginning of the scripture, at the beginning of the message, I read to you about Peter climbing the mountain with Jesus. And now at the end of the scripture, we have, we have, go back to the last verse. We have him saying, if you speak to the mountain, there are times in our lives where we have to climb the mountain. Big Worm, can I get you to help? Sweet, can I get you to help? Jim, can I get you to help? There's times in our life where there's a mountain stand right there across that way. Let's come this way so we don't bother John there. Come on. Sorry, camera person. You'll be all right. <laughs> there's times where the mountain is in our way. This is a scary looking mountain. There's times when the mountain is in your way and you have to climb it. Jesus called Peter to go to the top of the mountain. There's mountains in our lives that we have to climb sometimes. Sickness can be that mountain. The doc you go to the doctor and, and, and they say, well, you have cancer. And it's not looking good and you got six months to live. Sometimes you got to fight, and cancer gets in your way, and you can't get through the mountain, and, and, and the mountain just won't seem to get out of the way. And all you want to do is get to the other side of this mountain. All you want to do is get to the other side of this battle. All you want to do is get these chains off of you. All you want to do is push past this moment in time. But the mountain just won't let you get through. But sometimes you have to climb that mountain, and it's not easy. And it's hard and it's difficult. And quite frankly, it just stinks sometimes. Quite frankly, the mountain looks like sea fellas and it's rough. No, I'm just playing. Love y'all. But, but after you climb the mountain, you can speak to that mountain. The beginning of the verse, we read Peter climbed the mountain. Peter, James, John. I believe it was, climb the mountain. But at the end of the verse, Jesus said, if you speak to the mountain with a grain of mustard seed, move, it shall be moved.
So cancer, you defeat it one time. The doctors say you're cancer free. But you have another scare. You find another lump. You find something not feeling right. And you're scared. But you done went through that mountain once. And you got Jesus on your side this time. And you got faith that if I made it through it once before, I can make it through again. So now this, the mountain comes back. And this time, cancer looks like that. The first time, the first time, you're without a job. Your life's falling apart. feel like everything's going wrong. Your car breaks down. Your car breaks down. You're, you lose your job. You, everything's going wrong. Your mom and dad are mad at you. Your, your parents are mad at you. Your, your grandparents are mad at you. Nothing, nothing seems to be going right. All you do is fight and fight and fight. And all you need is an encounter with Jesus. Because the next time you go against that, the next time you lose your job, the next time you fight with your parents, you say, in the name of Jesus, and it's easy. Sometimes in order to get through the next mountain, we have to go up the first mountain. Ashley preached it a while ago. Sometimes the mountains look like that, and all they are is a little thing. Amen. The mountain is not impossible. What you're going through is not impossible. What you're going through is not impossible. Some scriptures, and then we'll pray. Matthew 6, 22. Sorry, Matthew 19 and 26 says, But when Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Mark 10, 27, But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Luke 1 and 37, For with God nothing it's impossible. Luke 18, 27. But he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. It may look impossible. And you may be in that first step, that first mountain, where you have to climb the mountain to encounter Jesus. But I've come to tell you tonight, the mountains you climb will be worth it when you speak to the mountains. You move. Can I say that again? The mountains we have to climb are worth it when we get to the mountains we speak to and they move. The battle isn't easy. The battle is hard. But through God, all things are possible, and we are going to make it. We are going to make it. John, you are going to make it in the name of Jesus sweet you are going to make it worm you are going to make it Roland you are going to make it Jenny you are going to make it you will see the mountain move if by faith you believe it can happen can we all stand I know I didn't I didn't preach that the way I wanted to this morning but Ashley preached half of it for me so This morning, if you needed to come up here earlier and you sat in your seat and you didn't because you're afraid, the same God that was here 20 minutes ago is still here in this very moment. And he wants to heal your body. 
He wants to heal your body. He wants to set every wrong thing in your life right. I don't know what everyone's mountain looks like, but, but me and my wife, we have a mountain in our life that we've been climbing for five years. We've been married five years this past May. There's nothing we desire more than to have a baby. A baby of our own. And for five years, we've waited, and we've waited, and we've looked at the mountain, and we've tried to climb the mountain. It seems like we're finally getting somewhere, and then here comes the mountain again. We're finally getting somewhere, and then here's another roadblock. But I've come this morning to say the mountain in my life I speak to that mountain right now in the name of Jesus, and I say, be moved. And the mountain in your life, right now in the name of Jesus, I speak to your mountain, and I say, be moved in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus is the answer for what you are going through. He wants to move the mountain for you, but you have to speak on your own to the mountain and say, be ye moved out of my way the name of Jesus. Come on, these altars are open right now. Come. I don't do big, long, drawn-out altar calls. If you need to pray, if you got mountains in your way, you got issues in your life, God wants to fix it right now in this moment as she begins to sing. Come on. I believe every person in here is dealing with something that they need God to move in. Come on. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you that you are good. You are awesome. God, I thank you that you're a mountain mover. God, I thank you that I can put my trust in you. God, I thank you that you're a healer, that you're a deliverer, that you're a person who sets people free, God. Drop some garlic and croutons on there, and the rest is salad history. I made the best salad ever, people, and now I'm making the best app. The Caesar Sportsbook app got live in-game betting, parlays, and Caesar rewards. Caesar salad ain't got nothing on my app. Nothing. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat 1-888-532-3500. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Your app is ready, Emperor. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.